Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. We're back talking about integrating the spiritual, and my name is Deanna. I'll be hosting this episode for us today, and we've been talking a lot about integrating the spiritual into marriage, parenting. Today, we're going to be talking about integrating it into the job. What does that look like? And so before we get into that, we do want to do our connection question And um, this will be interesting to see what everyone says. Who is the funniest person you know? And why do you find them so funny? Now, Lauren is sitting here already laughing. (laughs) Go for it, Lauren. Okay, I really hope that you're listening right now. (laughs) Shameless plug. This is, I have literally talked about like, getting this girl to quit her teaching career and like, (laughs) like pooling together our funds to like get her to be a Christian comedian because she is freaking hilarious. And you will laugh within like three minutes of any conversation that you have with her. So Miss Danielle Bowker, if you are listening, this is my shameless plug. You are the funniest person that I know. (laughs) And I love and adore even just listening to you about how you make your coffee. I mean, like you can make anything <laughs> funny and I like pee my pants laughing at you every single time. So can I say yeah. that? <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> and she is a high school teacher. I can only imagine what her students Those get students every day. Those are like the luckiest kids know, in all of this county. Like, let's be real. <laughs> she is. And her facial expressions. Oh my goodness. Facial She's expressions. She's so animated. Like she, she just is. does it. It's it's just like a natural thing inside of her. Like yeah. I could never be that funny, even if I tried. Yeah, she is. She is a funny, yeah, very funny girl. We'll have you? to have her on here yes. at some point. And that yes. will just like, yeah. Of course, she'll be so nervous. She probably can't be funny. I, I swear that's when she's funnier. Oh, then we definitely need to get her on. Definitely need to get her on. Buy that fourth microphone. Yes. Okay, yeah. done. Um, I was struggling with this question. I told them this ahead of time because I don't think I really have an answer. I don't think I have a funniest. Like there's one that just reigns overall. You know what I'm saying? There's just a few funny people in my life. Um, like my brother is one of the funnier people in my life. He can make us laugh pretty much anytime he wants to, he can turn it off and on. Listen, as a wedding photographer, he still takes the trophy of the best, most entertaining speech that I have ever heard at a wedding. (laughs) It was, it was really good. I mean, you like laughed, you cried, you like thought about and your like life's choices and contemplated like who you were as a person i mean like it was so eloquently done like Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah jonathan you get it so i would say jonathan's one of the funnier i mean my husband makes me laugh in a very specific way um normally it's when it's just us because we have our you know like little inside things his is more like he makes me silly goofy laugh because we just act like children (laughs) um, making fun of each other and trying to roast each other all the time yeah and then we current we have some really close friends like couple friends um that 
both of them, we just all, me and my husband and then uh, the two of them, all four just get each other's sar sarcasm really well. And we just go at it with each other. And so um, you know who you are out there, <laughs> husband and wife, friends. Y'all make us laugh a lot. So yeah, mama. Yeah, I, I have a variety of different people. Um, I will say, okay, it's going to sound really weird. And Erica may not even get this, but her daddy. Um, okay, because he is so serious <laughs> all the time that every once in a while he will like throw this thing out there. I've known the guy now for over, what, 35 years. And he'll throw something out there that I've never heard him say before. I didn't know it was in his thoughts, is in his vocabulary. And it'll just make me laugh. But it's when he's trying to be funny. <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, that's enough. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but I have to agree with Erica. Our son has this unique way of just making us all laugh. And I know he's supposed to be a serious Marine and all that kind of stuff, but even just watching him crack up at something. Yeah. Watching him <laughs> laugh at someone else is hilarious. Yes. His, he just got a really good sense of wit and comebacks that are just zingers. He's, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. He's, he's got some good wit. But I have this women, uh, woman's ministry friend. Her name is Karen. And um, she, okay, so she can just talk about things and... It, it just will have me in it, like in stitches, <laughs> yeah. you know? And the thing is, because everything she's saying is unfortunately so true. <laughs> and I'm not going to say it's always the cleanest. <laughs> Sorry, Karen, had to throw you under the bus there. Um, but I, too, have told her you need to go into Christian comedy. Yes. Um, it's just the wit. I yeah. always wish I had wit. Yeah, I don't like have that. that spiritual gift. I, I don't, don't either. <laughs> yeah, I'm too literal. And I just need to say, because everyone else has said the names of their people, and if the two people I mentioned are listening to this, like, they're, they're the only ones who didn't get actual named, they're <laughs> no. going to give me grief. Yes. So Tara and Steven Sellers, you are the people I was talking about. There's your moment of glory. There you yeah. go. There, there it is. Go. It's bleeding, and now it's gone. For yeah. all seven of our audience members, <laughs> they all know your name now. Okay. Well, yeah, it's good to have people in your in your life that make you laugh. Yeah. You've got to, you, you just got to Life laugh. is too, it is. yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's too It's intense serious. most you of the time. have to laugh. Yeah. So, okay, so we're going to go into this idea of bringing the spiritual into the workplace. And the dynamic I think we're going to have to really um, kind of deal with here is there's so many different types of workplaces. And it may be a um, stay-at-home job. We have a lot of people just working from home now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we have, you know, the office workplace. We have the factory workplace. We have small business, like you have Lauren, yep. the um, photography business. Erica works in an office environment with a lot of professionals. And then there's my perspective of, my job, my career is ministry work. Mm. And so, yeah, that can throw in some kinks into it. So we're just going to kind of throw it out there because I have observed both of you. Mm. Um, and I, I've, I've done work with you, Lauren. Yeah. You know, as I come on some of those shoots and um, try to help out a little bit. And then, of course, Erica, I've known, I've, I've heard her talk about, and she just loves the people she works with, just loves them. They've been so good to her. Yeah. And so 
um, yeah, just how how we bring our own spiritual perspective into this and how we keep a perspective, um, spiritual perspective mm-hmm. in that. And so I really like how both of you have been creative in doing that. So who wants to go first? So we let me throw it to Lauren. Yeah. Let me throw it to Lauren because that was one of the things when I first got to know you. And I've even had you speak on it to yeah, the women at is... our church. So let's let's just go ahead. Go ahead and take it, Lauren. Tell us about what you do yeah. and how you have a spiritual perspective toward it. Yeah, this is something that is, I would say this is probably one of my passion points. Um, and I loved getting to kind of speak to it a little bit because, and like the title of like what I spoke about was Ministry Mindset. Um, and it's it was basically just like how, um, you integrate the spiritual like into every aspect and your job is not, um, left out of that, you know? And so you just, you look at everything that, that you're given in your life. And for me personally, it's, it's a stewardship game. Like that's just like stewardship with your children, stewardship with your marriage, stewardship with your career, with your job. Um, And for me, it happens to be a small business that I am the owner of. And so I don't know, it's just, for me, it's, it's fun. It's fun to get to have something that I can um, use to impact the kingdom of God through a way that wouldn't necessarily be used for the kingdom of God. Um, And so there are a couple of things that I do in in my business to be intentional about what that. are those? What are those specifics? Yeah. Um, so one is um, I don't have uh, my my business is not a it's not a nonprofit. It's a secular company. We are a for profit. Um, I'm a photographer, and we um, specifically a preschool photographer. And so we do like the school photos of all the little kiddos. And but one of the things. Um, that I do is I make sure that every person who works for me, um, knows that I am a Christian Mm -hmm. and knows that I'm not just like a, I say that I'm a Christian. Like I'm walking this out. Like I, I walk the walk. I, I talk the talk. Like it's not just, I'm just one way, like in my home and not at my job. So I filter everything through being a Christian and, um, I make sure that they know that not so that they can feel awkward or whatever, like choose to work for me or not work for me based on that. But because I want them to see Jesus through me, I want them to, um, see someone. And I, and I take that seriously too. Like I, um, I'm interacting with someone who may never, ever, ever step through the foots or step through the, the doors of a church and, um, or who may never even like have a conversation about God or be turned off the second that you even say Jesus. Um, and I want them to feel his love through me. And because of that, another thing that I do that's really intentional, um, is I, I make sure that I'm representing Jesus, um, in my language, in my conduct, we do things on the up and up. We follow the law. Like we, like you don't evade your taxes. You don't cut corners for things. Like we live with integrity, like, and that's something that I try and display to every person that is, is with me. Even like the main girl that works for me and runs, um, pretty much an, an entire, um, 
like region for me. Uh, she knows like we do things on, on the up and up, like, um, with integrity, with, with all things. Um, even in the way that we communicate to our clients, we don't lie. We're not telling them half truths. We're not, you know, um, we are always framing things based out of like a place of integrity. So, okay, go into the, um, because these are the things that I picked up with you. Mm -hmm. So when you put together, you know, um, six or seven girls, we're Mm going to go on a shoot and I've been on some of these with you. Yeah. One of the things you do is you do a lunch after. Oh yeah. And that has opened up to conversation. And you know, me, I was like, Lauren, you're losing money. (laughs) By taking us to lunch. Yeah. And then how you have chosen some girls um, that you just like, for me, like, you know, Deanna could probably use a little extra side gig cash. Yeah. Or this girl could be, um, she could benefit by just hanging around some of us. So tell us a little bit about that, that part of it. Yeah. Um, So in huge part, because I'm interacting with um, some people who could possibly like never, um, be around other Christian people. I try and capitalize on that. (laughs) I'm not shy about that. Yes. (laughs) Um, I will absolutely come out of my own pocket in order to provide you an atmosphere where you could be introduced to Christ. That, that just amazed me. And so I, it's, it's something that like, I know that storybook is not for me to just grow an empire. Like storybook is something that I have been given to be a steward with. And even though it is a secular job, it is for kingdom work. Yeah. And so to provide those type of environments for those conversations to naturally just occur and happen, because like you said, sometimes I ask people, I mean, sometimes I just know your relationship with God and I want you to be there and I want you to be influencing the women and the girls that I have that the Lord has gifted me with through storybook, because I know that like a paycheck is important and to give them like, um, that does mean something to me, you know, to be able to provide for them like financially or Mm -hmm. something through storybook as a, as a career. But inevitably I know that like their soul status, like their relationship with Christ and whether or not they know him is like of absolute most importance and value to me. And so I try and create those environments where those can happen. And I do like I try and, you know, this is not even done through me. This is like, um, I just pray over the company, like, Lord, would you just provide people who have strong relationships with you so that they can be an influence in, in these girls lives? Um, just because I, I want, I mean, I'm not ashamed about it. Like I want them to know Jesus. Yeah. I want them to be introduced to the savior of all say, like, I mean, yeah. he, like I'm, I am, my life has forever been marked and changed by my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I desire that first and foremost. And like, so there's, there is one thing in my heart of hearts and in, in my mind that I am after, and it is absolutely to introduce you to Christ. And I'm, you know, um, so you have to be strategic about that. Yeah. You're strategic in how you hire. Yep. You're strategic in that lunch we go to. Yeah. And And it's a line item. Like it's, it's a line item in my budget, you know, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not being, um, 
Careless. Yeah, careless. You know, yes. like I, I make sure that there is enough. Oh yeah, you're strategic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there is a budget item. Like it's a line item in my you're budget. Integrating the spiritual yes. backstory of storybook into yes. the budget of storybook. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like that is of utmost importance. Another another thing too is just to make them feel feel loved. Like I, I'm a gift giver. Like it's something that I really mm. enjoy, but it's not because like I enjoy, like I love making other people feel loved yeah. and feel seen yeah. and feel important and feel loved. And so another line item is for gifts or even yeah. needs, Yeah, you know, that the Lord would allow me to see and step into, you know, like yeah. I want them to be cherished, you yeah. know? And so it's, it's an opportunity to, to do those yeah. things. Well, I can definitely see from an outsider's perspective and an insider how you as a small business owner mm. have strategically placed some, okay, this is what we're going to do this way. This is what we're going to do this way so that gospel conversations can take place yes. so that new Christians can be around some seasoned Christians. Absolutely. And um, that even just new ladies to our church. Yeah. You've yeah. invited them out to just do some things on that. So I do want to I do want to throw this to Erica, but think about, I want to come back to you on the one aspect of how you have your seasons. Yeah. And that you don't work 12 months out of the year. Yeah. And you've chosen that lifestyle so that you can, okay. So be thinking about that. I want to yeah. throw it over to Erica. So give us your work, mm-hmm. your work life. Um, my work life is your basic eight to five, Monday through Friday, clock in, clock out kind of, kind of life, just doing, doing the stuff, um, which most people do. Um, so I currently work, um, for the local healthcare system here in our um, area. And I literally sit in an office. I do get my own like little office room. I'm not in like a cubicle, which I love. Um, and I, I pretty much talk on the phone most of the day, emails, making schedules, very administrative coordinating management type of work. Um, and, but I, I have always um, made it a priority. It, it also comes with the fact that I've lived in the same town my whole life and my family has been here my whole life and my parents, you know, our last name means something in our community. So there's an element of that um, that I bring into wherever I work. I always want um, twofold. I want to honor the Lord in my work because um, it doesn't take more than five seconds when you walk into my office to know that uh, the Lord and scripture is important to me. You would not, I wouldn't have to be in there. Like right now, if you were to walk into my office, it's very evident very quickly, oh, this girl uh, loves Jesus, <laughs> like mm. visually. So what are some of those things? Right. Um, I'll go into those in just a second. Okay. Um, but then also the other part of that is I want to honor the Lord, but also, you know, want to honor, you know, the name that my parents have built in this community over 20 something years. Um, and so that I've always kind of carried, you know, the integrity, character, honesty, um, when, wherever I go to work. Um, and I want to leave people a good taste, uh, in their mouth of me, of my name and of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, I have also before my current job always worked in faith-based organizations. So, 
where most people would think like, oh, that's easy. And I'm sure mama will talk on this um, later. Work When your job is a faith-based organization or ministry work, um, it's people, I think, assume it's like, oh, it's so much easier for you. And yes, in some aspects, but in some aspects, it's not because it's just assumed everyone is a believer. Um, and that's not always the case. And you almost become a little lax on things uh, where you probably shouldn't. Um, but in my current job, if something that's just really obvious um, in my office and, and how I work uh, week in, week out is um, I have a whiteboard in my office and I do this thing. I don't even remember why I, I really started it. I think it's because I wanted people to come into my office and talk to me <laughs> <laughs> because, um, yeah, I just wanted more human interaction. And so I brought in a candy bowl because everyone loves candy. And so I thought, okay, I'll bring in a candy bowl and people come can come by and, you know, just for two to three minutes, you know, a couple times a day when they're on the way to the bathroom, because I'm on the way to the bathroom, they can just stop in, pick up a little mini size candy bar, whatever. But I was like, but what's going to get them to like, like come in for the candy. And so <laughs> you got to lure them in um, and stay in like, what's like something that we can get to know each other better and they can get to know me better. And I thought of this thing of like every week on my whiteboard in order to take candy from the candy bowl to earn rights to get candy <laughs> for that whole week, you have to come in and do two things on the whiteboard. One is you have to answer the question of the week, which is normally some sort of get to know each other type deal, um, just like random informational questions about each other. Like, what's your favorite color? Or, you know, like, what was your first dog's name? And that sparks conversations. You yeah. Know? Um, but then also on the top half of the board, I have a verse of the week every week. And it's in, it's lit up in different colored markers and it's diagrammed and it's outlined and um, it's got bubbles around it and sometimes little cute drawings. And more than once, um, coworkers have come by to get their candy, but they also notice the verse and, you know, some, some will come by and be like, oh, I like that one. I remember, you know, from growing up yeah. and going to church or my grandma liked that verse or, um, you know, some will even ask questions like, what does this mean? Um, and sometimes I'm like, I'm going to have to get back with you on that. Cause sometimes <laughs> I choose really deep theological verses. I'm like, we can't do this. Let's break down the context right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, but just like, well, um, you know, yeah. What does this mean? Or like, so like to you, like, how does this, you know, apply in your life? Like for instance, um, this past, this current week, the vert, well, last week, uh, the verse was in Proverbs, um, guard your heart for, from it, everything flows, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and like that applies to work. So I yeah. try to th choose verses that also apply to my workplace. Yeah. Um, cause again, they start conversations and it's just a really subtle way of not only like exposing my coworkers to like scripture, but something that's important to me. And that just like you said, I am marked by my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. I bring it into every room I walk into. Yes. I don't yeah. want it to be something that, you know, four years into working there, they're <laughs> like, Oh, oh, you're a Christian? Yeah. Oh, you go to church? Like, you know, on day one, like it's, and it's not like a shove it down your throat. Like mm -mm. I am a Bible believing, Bible thumping. I will not be cussing in this office. I will not be doing this and this and this. It's like, no, in time, you know, they just get the vibe. They know what's yeah. up. Like yeah. Erica's just, you know, Erica believes and mm. she actually like walks it out. Erica's yeah. different. Erica's yeah. different. And, um, you know, no glory of my, you know, to myself, but right. people in my workplace have, you know, more than once just said, we appreciate how 
you bring that to the table in our workplace. Like you bring a light. They've told me you bring a light into our building that, yeah. you know, is, you know, without you wasn't there. Yeah. So, and that's, that's Jesus. Like, that's not me. Absolutely. So yeah. I love bringing that to the table. Yeah. It's not something I shy away from. It shouldn't be. It's like, yep. you can do it in really tasteful ways. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that abrasive. Is so, that's yes. so important to tasteful ways. Yeah. I love how you put that. There's nothing worse than an obnoxious Christian in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just don't tell them if you're going to be obnoxious. I honestly, know that's what I just say. don't say anything. <laughs> it's just like, like yeah. you're not don't attractive. tell them you come to my church if that's how you're going to behave. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Okay, so we've got the you know eight to fiver, um, integrating some things just in our office, and then we have the small business owner. Um, I, d- I do think there's something to be said about um, those people that work at home. Yeah, and that's becoming a bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's you know demographic of people that work at home. And I know Erica, your husband works at home. He's on a computer all day. And so, um, I don't know, maybe we should have asked him about this or maybe we should have brought someone <laughs> that's done this, but, um, you know, I have an element of working at home, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know, for a, you know, for a company or a business. Have you ever had an experience with that, Lauren? Cause some of yours is, I mean, yeah, I mean, all of my back end and my admin stuff and everything. Okay. I, I pretty much do all that. So I, I work from home. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is it's 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 almost a hard question for me to ask because I have to sit there and think like, OK, how do I intentionally do this? Because it's almost just like in my nature, like the Lord has just put it in the core of my heart, you know, yeah. um, like I don't I don't know how not to integrate the spiritual into like into the business and into my career. And I mean, even before this, like, um, you know, I, I've, I've had secular careers and everything. Like I was a golf cart girl. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah. I sold beer to happy men on the golf course all day long. It was like such a fun job. I bet you got some good tips though. Oh yeah. It paid for my whole wedding. So, um, but even that, like, I mean, like I was just, I was the Christian girl. Like I, my Bible was always there. Like every, cause we had to like wait for them to like tee off. And so we had to like sit there and sometimes it took like 20 minutes and I would literally just be sitting there and like reading my Bible or like reading, uh, I read, uh, I read Francis Chan crazy love during that time. Um, and I just, you know, it was always just a part of it. Like, and people, people knew like that was just who I was, you know? And it wasn't, it was, I wasn't trying to be any way. It was just an overflow of, my relationship with the Lord. And so in a, in a practical sense, like how, like how I would encourage someone to like integrate the spiritual into your workplace, like a, have it be authentic. Like, are you like, are you in love with Jesus? Like, are you spending time with him? Like, are you in the word? Are, are you praying to him? Are you talking to God? Because if you are, these things are just yeah. going to come out of you. It will be you. a natural outflow yeah. of what you're putting into your own personal spirit. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're not even going to have to be intentional about it. It's it's just like the Lord is going to talk to you. He's going to tell yeah. you to do things. He's going to highlight scripture and say, that's a good idea. Or like bring this to your workplace mm-hmm. or you know what I mean? And so that would be like my number one, like, you want practical, like open your Bible, 
get in front of the Lord, be quiet with him, talk to him because first and foremost, I mean, that's, that's where it starts, you know, and that's where it's going to come from for any of these things. But, um, let it be authentic because that's what people see anyways, you know? And if you do see yourself like not, um, representing like your father, not representing like your savior. Um, I would really encourage you to take a step back. And I mean, maybe this might like rub some people the wrong way or anything, but I, I would almost encourage you to maybe stop wearing the name of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Stop no, I, I, I've said I've displaying said that, that if if yeah. if there's not fruit yeah. in your life yeah. or if if people don't look to you as someone um I don't I don't know, like because it's it's causing damage. It is or if it's just like a a, a out of character slip up and yeah. something just blows up at work mm-hmm. and you do something out of character and you can tell your coworkers are like, Yeah, uh, then, that's not what she's normally like. That it would, I've never the seen someone that that happens to, and then they go back to their coworkers and be like, "Guys, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because of my faith, I need yeah. to apologize to you guys. Yeah. I'm not yeah. representing my Lord correctly, and that's on that's on me. That doesn't represent Him. Yeah. I made a mistake. Amen. I think one of the things, and you know, I listen to a lot of people talk about their life. Yeah. And uh, here are some women that, you know, do work in a, a workplace that's not a faith-based environment. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I just hate my job and the people. And and they may it may be a really hard job. Right. And it may be really challenging people. But I think they get so focused on the fact that they hate everything around them that they forget the bigger picture that for some reason in God's plan, he has you here and this is your mission field. Yes. And you're not to be brought down to that level. Yeah. You're to show them something different. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to go in there and preach and, and, and just, you know, or call out yeah. their sinfulness. Um, it's just they're just acting the, lost, y'all. Yeah, that's the, like yeah, truly the lost act. Lost. They act lost, and so you know, it's just like, can you can you just somehow show love? Yeah, can you be the one that is? It's like Erica, like did the candy bowl. Yeah, like can you be just be the one that's just like, hey, I'm gonna bring in such and such or. I mean, we get so focused on the negative aspects. I, I've seen Christians literally just totally blow an amazing opportunity. Mm. Um, and the thing is, I've worked in non-Christian settings. Yeah, I've been around that. I've been around where the lifestyles are completely different, mm-hmm. and it is it is a great opportunity, absolutely, to be a light. I I. I don't know. I, I have a feeling just a lot of Christians have blown opportunities because they want everyone to come to their type of living. And, mm-hmm. you know, be, and, and I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like saying sometimes, ladies, would you please grow up? Yeah. Grow up and you be the one that shows love and kindness and patience. Mm-hmm. You know, the fruits of the spirit stuff that's supposed to be coming out of us anyway, right. no matter our environment. Right. So um, I think back to um, 
Every well, I no, I do substitute in the school system. Um, so I am in yeah. what you would call the secular workplace right now. I do substitute in the public school system. But all growing up and even in my twenties and stuff, when I worked jobs, um I was I, I would go in and say, I did retail, you know, in high school and twenties and stuff like that. And I would go in and I would I would make a deal because we had a rule in our family that you did not work on Sundays mm. and that church was a priority. And so I would go to my boss and say, um, uh, okay, listen, I'll work all the Friday nights and all the Saturdays for these girls that want Friday night and Saturdays. Mm. I need off at least Sunday morning for church. And I never once had any problem with that. And even to this day, I'll, I'll talk to girls at work on Sunday. And I'm like, you know, have you ever just thought about going and talking to your boss and just saying, listen, I'll trade out this or this has become really important to me. And I have girls that I mentor that will say they did it. Mm-hmm. They're giving me like one every other or, or something like that. And so it's just, you can do it tactfully and lovingly. And um, so, yeah, just so many different ways of being able to do that. Now, real quickly, go back to how you do it as how you set your times. Yeah. Um, I think it plays into kind of talking about the spiritual in your career and um, just making decisions based off of your spiritual walk first, your relationship with God first, and like talking to your job about your commitment to your faith family on Sunday or to a Bible study. It's it's only offered at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday and you work and, and everything else. Like, have you ever thought about talking to your boss yeah. about possibly maybe for six weeks, can I just have these two hours off in the morning because this course is not going to be offered again. And it's imperative to not only my spiritual life, but my character as a person. And you're going to see growth in me and you're going to see fruits from this. And my work ethic might change because God's going to mold me as I'm faithful to that, you know, Um, just kind of having that kind of a mentality. And so going back to your questions about the seasons thing, um, one of the ways that the Lord allows me to do this in, in my life is um, so my, my job is, uh, a photographer. And so that is seasonal. And so there's about two to three months in the beginning of the year. And then two to three months halfway through the year that I really am like working, like it's like a full load, full schedule and everything else. But in my off seasons, um, I'm, I'm pretty intentional because I'm so busy during those other seasons. Um, I give more of my time to things like ministry and passion projects that the Lord has for me um, in those off seasons. And, and I, I, I guard them. Like I guard them. Mm -hmm. I, I protect that time, um, because God knows my heart and, um, those are the things that drive my heart. Yeah. Like ministry and, and loving women and, um, encouraging women. I'm, I'm an exhorter. It's who I am. It's my spiritual gift. Like, um, and so getting to speak about God and encourage women in their journeys and, and walks with the Lord and everything else. Um, but I don't do other things. Like I could work. Like I, and you I have, could make a lot more money. I could make a lot more money. Yeah. I you're in demand. I could absolutely <laughs> like take on other projects and do other things and fill my schedule and everything else. I choose not to. Yeah. 
I choose to leave that time free. And then also because I do work so, so much during those like four to six months, um, I invest in my family more than what they get of those four to six months of me. So I'm, I'm, I guard and protect that time. That's one of the ways that, and I can't even say like, again, this is like fruit from an authentic relationship with Jesus. This is like, I, I can't help think this way. Yeah. Like I can't, I haven't forced anything. Like as far as like my practical advice, like how do I do this? Like, this is just, it's the fruit from a relationship with Christ. Like if you get before him, if you truly seek after him, seek first the kingdom of God above all else. And all these things will be given unto you. Like that's just, that's what I think about. Like it just, these things will bubble up out of you. The desires of your heart will change. Like your passions will change. Your pursuit of different things will change, you know, and, and it's the most beautiful change. Yeah. So I, you know, um, what we're saying is personal spiritual walk has to then flow out into the workplace, no matter what it is, whether it's an eight to five, whether it's a small business and you're choosing seasons so you can do ministry in other seasons. And, um, or if you're in a job that you hate, just ask God to change your mentality toward it and view it as a mission field and a place for you to really display the love of Christ. So um, we really didn't get into the aspect of, um, ministry. You, you work. go into it. Yeah. You're I mean, the one that, that is your job. Yeah, your job okay. is ministry and ministry is your job. Okay. So, um, you know, I taught, I taught school. I was a school teacher and God was calling me into, um, full-time ministry outside of my husband's full-time ministry and doing a nonprofit. And so the decision there had to be made was, okay, well, if I start this nonprofit that was faith-based, um, I will go without a salary. And we had to discuss that, and it was a huge financial, um, you know, just cut for us. But I knew that's what God wanted me to do, and so we we depended on the Lord. I mean, yeah. you know, we say we depend on the Lord, but we really were dependent on the yeah. Lord, you know, <laughs> to pay the groceries and and there was things that we couldn't do for those years, and mm-hmm. my kids knew what we were going into, and so I did that for ten years. And eventually started drawing a little bit of a salary. Um, But then, you know, the Lord said, okay, we're done with that. And here I was now, I was serving full time at my church. I'm serving at my association, doing things all week long for women, um, whether it's mentoring, discipling, teaching, training. And I had a decision to make because we still had bills to pay. And... um, I remember saying, Lord, if if something doesn't change right here, I'm going to just have to go get a job. And I shared with my husband that, you know, I'm going to have to get a job. And that means I can't do quite as much. Like my 40 to 50 hours a week go to women. Right. And that was going to have to change some. And so it was that week that, you know, thankfully our church came to me and said, we feel like we need to give you a little bit for, you know, what you do for our church. And, and so what I do is I have side gigs 
And um, it's it's just what I choose to do. Um, could we? Could I go out and and work a job and make more money for us? Yes, I could. Mm-hmm. But um, I do things like um, work at Storybook <laughs> a few times, and I will substitute in the school system some, and I you know do speaking engagements and things like that. And I've even donated plasma for years. You know, I would do that just so we would have that extra money so I could stay in ministry. And so through the years, I've seen God just take care of us. Yeah. And um, everyone around me can see I've, I've never suffered for a new outfit. <laughs> um, you know, we're not rolling in money by any, any means, but the decision to just say, God, I want to like my whole life, I want it to be ministry. Mm. I want it to be just where I am available to help, to aid, to guide the spiritual growth of other women. Mm. And so I've even just making a decision this year of um, going into my own LLC um, just so, okay, so yeah, I do have to make money, you know, I'm like everybody else. Um, but, you know, taking what my skills are, what I've developed over the last 30, 35 years of studying women's ministry and studying how to minister to women you know, maybe I can move this into more of a little bit of a business perspective and some of the things I've put my life's work into. And God's been really good at just giving me the desires of my heart. And so I can do things like this podcast, you know, and I can meet with women when they need to meet with me, or I can train a women's ministry leader, Um, you know, just all, all types of variety of things that I do. That God has just honored when I said years, years ago, I'd love to just do this all the time for you, God. And so, yes, it's come with sacrifices along the way, and Mm -hmm. it still does. But I really wouldn't trade anything that I do right now in my career being full-time women's ministry. Mm. I just, I, I just love it. So, um, so yeah, as, and that was decisions. Those were decisions that we made along the way, just like you've made decisions about storybook, like like Erica's made decisions about her workplace. Mm-hmm. Any woman out there that is a believer, that is living a spiritual life and trying to grow spiritually can integrate these things and should yeah. integrate the spiritual into her workplace. So um, thank you for sharing each of your you know, personal experiences on that. Um, I don't. I don't think a lot of people think this way about their job, mm. and we need to. Mm. So, okay. Um, before we draw this to a close, just real quick. And I know we don't do this a lot, but what is something you're proud of that you've accomplished in your work lately? And just something that you really feel like God allowed you to do, and it was successful. And you're just like, yes, that was that was a good thing. Mm, okay. Well, okay. One thing that was, that was kind of cool this year is I was able to, um, like bring on a full-time salaried position. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I I don't, I can't say that I accomplished that, (laughs) but the Lord, um, like faithfully just grew storybook to where through your leadership, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say to, yeah, yeah, to submission to the Lord in that and just like, okay, Lord, we'll go wherever you want this to go. Like, um, 
you know, cause I've, I've been in it now for six years and this yeah. is the first year that I've been able I to know, do that. And so, um, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. That felt really cool. It, and, you know, and so, and actually the person that I was able to hire, um, she's so near and dear to my heart because she nannied my little boys when they were tiny little babies in diapers yeah. while I like started working in storybook. And now she's running part of your and company. And now she's running, state. yeah, <laughs> the region, like the whole like South Southern region. And so, it, and and I told her like we had so many conversations, um, Sydney. If you're listening, because I know that you listen, because I love you. Um, like sitting on my couch, I would come home after she would nanny for me for, in the mornings because I would be done by noon, and she would stay like sitting on my couch until like Mark came home from work, yeah. and we would just like talk and and hang out and have conversations. And I always told her like Sydney, my first goal in Storybook is to be able to like make enough money to hire I you, know. and I've said the same thing to you because I want to bring you on. So and you've hit that <laughs> hopefully, goal. hopefully South Carolina grows, but anyways. Um, yeah. And now like we're here and like, yeah. we're, we're living in that. And so that just feels really, really Good accomplishment. cool. Yeah. 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 Erica. Um, I mean, I could name things that there, I don't, people wouldn't understand cause they're so like technical to the job, like a project or something yeah. that got accomplished. Um, but something that I do really find impactful and that I think the Lord uses me in a specific way at, at work that I'm, I'm proud to be able to do, um, is, since I talk on the phone pr uh, all the time with patients, um, I schedule them appointments. I, I really take pride in the fact of how I treat people over the phone um, because I know how majority of businesses and when I have called places as the patient or the customer yeah. and you're needing help or service and they don't give you the time of day, even though it's their literal job to give you the time of day, they don't care. It's just quick get you off. I need the next person. You're just a name on Especially a list. Especially in healthcare. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, you're just a, an MRN number. <laughs> like, yeah, I really do try every time I talk to someone like this is a real person. Mm. And if it's not them, it's their parent that is needing a doctor like ASAP. Like yeah. they're having and healthcare is like when someone's looking for a doctor, they, they've usually waited to the point of like, yeah. they're needing a doctor now. <laughs> yeah, their foot's falling they're off. They're sick yeah. right now. So yeah. <laughs> they're usually emotional. They're stressed. Mm. They're angsty because they're on edge. They've called several other places before me. And mm. I just take a lot of pride in the fact that I know I give, I give people the time they want that they yeah. deserve. And that if mm. my, my like mindset and motto in my work is if I'm the only person or the last person that represents the company I work for to this patient, I want to be the reason they come back and not yeah. say, oh, I'm never going back there. I'm going to the other yeah. system. Yeah. yeah. I want to be, be the reason they say, you know what? I like that girl. I talked on the phone. She actually listened to me. Yeah. yeah. didn't just try to transfer me or put me on hold for forever. Mm. Um, so I take a lot of pride in that. I, I try to respect people and treat them like if it was my mom, my dad, my brother, or myself needing the, what they're looking for. Yeah. yeah. So, And that's why I send everyone your way. Yeah. Yes. You found my doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, I guess mine would be, of course, it's my work is ministry, ministry related. There's been quite a few things here recently that have just kind of come to the surface of, wow, lots of years of work. One of which would be the overview of the Bible online class that you, Lauren, made me stop 
and <laughs> put on video. And now it's, that you was know. my biggest video accomplishment. Too. Was it? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. We had that together. Yes. And um, I mean, you did such a great job on that, but getting it to that point mm-hmm. and, and just some of the girls that have helped me bring it to that point. So, you know, just a shameless plug, um, you know, Bible, <laughs> Bible overview online will be available this summer. And, um, but we recently had a, a conference that, was on teaching the Bible yeah, and teaching women how to study the Bible. And we used teachers and girls from our own church that we've been developing on how to study the Bible and teach the Bible. Mm. And as you sit there and you, you finally see products, you know, coming out of numerous like sitting with people at dining room tables and teaching in classes and and you can just see that God has really brought some people to the point of yes we're doing this women teaching women yeah and so you know um the dare to delight conference was such a it was a delight it really was yeah and a lot a cool of good thing. things coming from it so and you know, I we all say it's a God thing, mm-hmm. but God chooses people to use them. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just glad that He's chosen me Amen. to do the things that He wants to do through me. And we can be excited and proud about these because it's God that's doing it through us. Yeah. And um Can I just say I think I just thought of something that'd be cool, um, like a challenge. Yeah. If anyone has like a really cool idea to incorporate into the workplace that you do um, or that you've heard of done before, share that with us at the Iron Women podcast at gmail.com. Like if you do something that kind of in the same vein um, that is cool and you are you give your testimony in that way in the workplace or if you work from home and you've somehow come up with a cool way to incorporate Jesus into that yeah, yeah. Um, even though we, you work remotely or if you're in ministry and maybe you just want to share like you you know how to find that that balance of this is my job but this is also like my heart's passion and serving yeah. the Lord and stewarding it that yeah. way as well yeah that'd be so cool to hear from people yeah, yeah it would. got stuff yeah. to share. And that email is the Iron Women Podcast at gmail.com. And I just, as we close this out, I just want to say, listen, w- once again, we want to let y'all know that we're not speaking from a place of we know it all. Yeah. And um, this is how everyone should do it. We're just trying to start conversations. So one thing that you can do is you can take the topics of our podcast. And when you're around your Christian sisters and you really don't know how to switch the conversation to spiritual things, use some of our topics and and start Christian conversations with your sisters in Christ. And so um, our next topic we're going to go into is spiritual integration in the church. And that kind of sounds like an oxymoron, (laughs) but um, believe it or not, um, we need to integrate the spiritual into the church lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking about that. And that's going to kind of branch us into some other things just from the church perspective that may be really helpful for those of you that are listening. So, okay. Well, thank you for listening to our chatter. And we do, we would love to hear from you. And um, we'll just get back with you the next time. And we're going to have some thoughts on how to integrate the spiritual into the church. Hey, sisters, thank you so much for spending your time with us. 
We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or it just brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. And come on back, hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.